a selfish desire. So for your blanks, it is you think you know who you are looking for and where is your heart? Let me get a volunteer to read it. Ken. From whence come wars and fighting among you? Come they not hence even of your lusts that war in your members? Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss that ye, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. Consume it upon your lusts. So, again, what are you looking for and where is your heart? So, I need some interaction. You guys have been <laughs> wallflowers this morning so far. So, let's just get down to it. Let's be real. All right? What are you looking for? And if you guys aren't going to answer anything, leaders are going to help me out. Or else I'm just going to start writing them down. Anything's on a table. So, you don't have to pretend to be... Mr. Miss spiritual, super spiritual, and I'm going to give the godly answers. Put it out there. What are you looking for? What are you looking for in in, in a relationship? Jake's got an answer. Jake's asleep. <laughs> Jake's got an answer. Lydia. Tell him. <laughs> I knew that one would come up. All right. I don't want to hear anything about my writing. It's horrible, and I know that. My wife tells me all the time, so that's okay. Compared to what I see every day, Rick, that's actually pretty good. Give you some credit. I like it. Thank you. See? It looks better on the board. No, it looks very nice. All right, what else? What are we looking for? Get real. We got. There it is. Ding 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 ding. Trevor's got one. Go ahead, Trevor. I'm just gonna put it out. Let's just put. I'm thinking. Are you? I'm married. I don't have a relationship anymore. Well, there it is. What? What are you signaling? I don't see. Is it? Get your hand up! I can't. I don't know that. What do you got? Her friend group. What? Social group. Her social group. Social group? Yeah. Okay. Actually, that that that's actually good. I never even thought about that. That plays in. That's good. Who left? So. What kind of car, Daddy Potter? Bitch. Money. Oh, no, 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 no. You're not piggybacking off of me. You're not piggybacking off of me. Money. You ain't gonna find it and fill your man. So we got income, income, career, job. That covers a good bit of it. What else? Height. <laughs> That's actually really true. <laughs> <laughs> it can fit. It can actually fit in. Um, physical stature. You didn't We'll call it physical ability. What else we got, Brandon? 
Sports, okay. Activities. So activities, athletic. Hobbies. Common interests. Yeah. Ooh, I got a good one. What you got? White teeth. Like, per, like good That's appearance. That's appearance. Right. She can't have Sorry. crooked yellow teeth. Yeah. No English woman. Sorry. <laughs> teeth. <laughs> Muscle tone. <laughs> Tim. Trevor Wonder who's very talented. Guys, what? Someone who's talented. Talent. Why are the A's and B's capitals? Do not worry about my <laughs> how I write. Oh, wow. Yes. Deep thinker. Deep thinker. Yeah. So deep. I'm deep yeah, in thought. Deep. <laughs> Can we just say like smart? Deep. So inte intelligent. Books on a beach and a good book up by Tyler. Public or intelligent. <laughs> Political status. Oh yeah. Let's put Trump up there. It's about pro Trump. Oh, covers it. Yes, Carson speaks. Speaks clearly. Writes clearly. Punctuation. Grammar. I can read your is that what you're after? What is it again? Speaks clearly. Speaks well. How about just educated? Yeah, that's good. No. No, that's different. Oh, you, you want a dumb woman? Just no, I mean it's a different. No, because these all apply. I'll be. There, I'm going to be going somewhere with these. What do you got? Generous. Generous. Who said that? Selfish. We're going to put that up here with money. That doesn't. Now generosity can go a lot of different directions. So that's. I'm just going to lump it under income, so to speak. Pro I'm curious. Pro <laughs> Couple more, Leah. Loyalty. Loyalty. Ooh, there it is. Loyalty. Do you want to give a sub point to loyalty? They're not a hoe. No, <laughs> Bobby, deal with it. You can't write it up. Come on. Pure. Purity. Come on. Something. <laughs> Listen, purity, that's a that's one of the ones that I wanted to finally hear. Not a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> it's off there. <laughs> Having a little fun. Alright, one more. Brandon. Past life and home life. What's that? Past life and home life. Past life. So when like, you're talking like, what have they done? <laughs> Hang on, I'm trying to hear it. What have they done in the past? Like um the reputation and their home life, like their parents are Baggage. <laughs> that Baggage. No, that's no, that's a big one, and that's one that's going to get hit on. One more. You got you. I'm taking you because you you usually just sit there. So what you got? Determination. Determination. So focus. Yeah. Goal oriented. Okay. Destruction. All right, we're going to stop there. That's awesome. Thank you for actually contributing. I was sitting there thinking last night, I'm like, they're going to sit there and they're going to stare at me and they're not going to say anything. So thank you. I'm impressed. We're going to get back to these. All right. So, consume, so you may consume it upon your lusts. Everything that we just listed is something that you're looking for 
when you're thinking about who you want to date, right or wrong. These are all things that give or take. Some of you put a different value level on on what you're looking for. For me, for me, I was as hypocritical as it got. I wanted to go out, live like hell, do my sin, but yet I wanted my I wanted my perfect girl, my angel, who didn't do anything wrong, had a good past. I even prayed about it, and I got it written down, and I tried finding it the past couple weeks because I wanted to bring it in and read it because it's so ridiculously immature and ignorant, but yet I sincerely wrote it down, and it's disgusting. It's disgusting when you get down to the sin of it all, and when you get to an age, and you guys are learning this far sooner than you would at other churches it's crucial what you guys learn here it's huge you don't get this in other places i went to other christian churches when i was in high school and it was even then and that was in the 90s and it was it was watered down it was a joke all right i'm way off my notes i got to get myself back together here so what these all boil down to everything that we've listed up here is selfishness it's everything you're look that you are looking for. It's selfish. At the end of the day, but I have good intentions. It's selfish. But I'm looking for this in a person. It's selfish. When you break it down, it's selfish. Not necessarily in a bad way, but it's what you're after. You've got your mind made up. Certain some of you guys are car guys. Who's a car guy in here? Raise your hand. Who's in the cars? We got one. We got two. When you you know what you when it comes down to cars, one of you likes Jeeps. Who's the Jeep? Who's the Jeep people? You're the Jeep. So we got some Jeep people. All right. When you think when you think about, you know what you want, right? I mean, if you think about a car and you're a car guy, you have an idea of what you want. It's the same thing with a relationship. You know what you're after. All right. So the next point, the spiritual pursuit. That's the wrong sheet. I got it together up here. It's amateur hour, so leave me alone. All right. So are you pursuing your own desire or taking these to the Lord in prayer and waiting on the Lord? So somebody take Matthew 7, 7 through 11. Carson, I want somebody for James 1, 5 through 6. Noah. First John five fourteen through fifteen. Who's back there, Jack? And uh, I'm going to leave Philippians four six through seven for somebody to throw off out of memory. Because I know at least the leaders probably have that one down. You just did it last word with waiting, correct? Second blank. Yes, prayer and waiting is where we're at. All right, who's at the, who's got the Matthew verse? Go for it. Ask and it shall be given. You seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom, if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give, give, give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Okay. Are you taking this matter? Are you taking this matter to the Lord in prayer? What what good things are you asking of him? Jesus Christ's business is people. 
He's in the people business. Salvation. I hate to say the word business and associate with But that he came, he died for who? For dogs? For turtles? For us. One of, the, one of the most unique creations that he made. He made us more unique than any other creature. And he came here, he died for us. He's in this, but he cares about what we're looking for. So by this verse, if you're asking for the person whom you're to marry, don't you think that someone else is praying the same thing to the same God? He knows this, and he knows who's perfect for you, not you thinking who is perfect for you. He knows you don't. I'll be honest, who I had in mind, in my mind, is not who the Lord gave me. And I don't mean that in any wrong way or any slight toward my wife. The Lord delivered me a Proverbs 31 virtuous woman, and I did not know what I was asking for. I did not know. I did not know for years. And he delivered it. He delivered it down to the very disgusting, stupid, selfish details that I wrote down in that journal that I couldn't find. I'll be honest, I asked for a virgin. Totally selfish. Going through high school. Of course, I was not, but that was still my request. Talk about selfish and talk about hypocritical. That was me. Still is, if I'm honest. I'm a sinner. James 1, 5 through 6. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally. And afraid is not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like, is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind. Are you asking the Lord for wisdom? Not just in who you're praying for and asking him for as a potential lifelong mate, but I mean, are you asking him for wisdom in anything and everything that you're, that you're doing? Are you struggling with something in school? Pray for wisdom about it. It's one of the biggest things that we learned in homiletics, and we did that the first, my first year of trial by fire, is one of, one of the things that Tom told, Pastor Tom told us, pray for wisdom. Pray for wisdom. You have to pray for wisdom. You have to. And you especially have to pray for wisdom and discernment when it comes to who you're looking for. You've got to give that up to the Lord. You've got to relinquish that. So you faithfully trust the Lord that he will deliver who you are seeking. Or do you get down and discouraged thinking, oh, he won't deliver me, poor me. I was there. He knows what you're asking, but are you open to his answer for your life, for what it will be? He did for me. He answered and gave me exactly who he had in mind, and I had no idea. And it's funny because there's a little fun, little fun thing about the two of us. We're very opposite, and we found that out the more that we conversed with each other, the more we spoke. I am, uh, she's, she's quiet. True. If you know my wife, she's more. Yes, I'm putting you on the spot, and you probably didn't know I was bringing all this out today. So, yeah, welcome. Um, she's more of the quiet type. I am loud. I am sometimes obnoxious and sometimes say things that are colorful and I get the look oftentimes when I say I just I know when I say something that is I shouldn't have said it because she just looks at me and she's should do one of these or I'll or it's 
I'll get the glare. But we're opposite in very many things. The old adage that opposites attract, strangely enough, it does. Because what I've found in our relationship is we have trusted God with our relationship is we balance each other out. She's up when I'm down, and it's vice versa. How the ebb and flow goes, it's we let God run our marriage. We have let him run our relationship since day one. Does that mean we've been perfect? No. Does it mean that there are sinful moments? Yes. We kept our purity before getting married. I had not prior to that, but she did. And we held our purity the entire time we dated, all through our engagement, up to our marriage. And it is, it is, it, and look, if you haven't, you're not damaged goods. I can't stress it enough. Don't sit there and get down on yourself if you've been in this situation and you've gotten physical with somebody and it's not lasted or whatever's taken place. Pray about it, confess it, repent of it, and let it go. Getting back to this, I'm telling you, don't hold that against somebody. You start dating them and you hold that against them, and I'm talking you're dating them for three, four, five months, six months, a year, and you drag that sucker out of the mud, you're in for problems. Doesn't matter, boy or girl. I'm telling you. She's never held my past against me. It's a big deal. If your past is your past and you've been forgiven of it and the Lord's forgiven of you, you of it, then you need to let it go from that other person. It's critical. It's critical or you're going to find yourself in a real bad spot. You're going to keep picking and it's going to eat at you and you're going to let it eat at you and it's going to cause problems. And everything, you'll just start nitpicking everything. And I'm going to get into that here in a little bit. Again, I'm way off my notes. I was talking about how she's quiet. It's funny because people introduce, it's like somebody meets somebody, oh, they're kind of a quiet person. Oh, they'll get along with Megan. I'll introduce them to Megan. So people introduce the quiet guest or the quiet person to my wife. Hey, this is so-and-so. This is Megan. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, hey, nice to meet you and everything. And, you know, well, we get together. You know what the quiet person said to the other quiet person? Nothing. <laughs> so it gets awkward. Opposites attract. Opposites do. I'm not saying you don't shove your chips in on that whole, well, I'll just look somebody for somebody who's completely different than me. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, and you start figuring these things out, you're like, oh, well, that person doesn't like to do that, or that. we don't have that kind of... I mean, don't, don't discount. Let the Lord lead things. Don't nitpick things out of the gate. All right, 1 John 5, 14 through 15. The key words in that, according to his will. According to his will. Again, you can ask, you can lay all these things out. I did. I prayed out all the selfish desires that I had that I was looking for in somebody. Were they according to the Lord's will? At that time, absolutely not. I was a lost man and bound for hell, without a doubt. But my prayer was heard. And I've thought about that. 
what would my account have been if I was a lost man and I stood before Jesus Christ as my judge? He would have said, I had the perfect person for you. I had them, I had them laid out. This is who they were. These were the qualities that you, that you asked for, down to the jot and tittle. And you did not go after it. Now, you can apply that to everything else in ministry, and I think about that. How, many time, how much time, how many years have been wasted, and what's our account going to be when we stand before the Lord and how we've used his time, how, we, how we've used our thoughts, where our minds have been, where our eyes have been, the account that we're going to give. It matters. And some of you guys... Your eyes are going places they shouldn't. Even after camp, we hit on this. You guys are looking at things that are going to destroy what you expect out of a relationship, especially when it comes to intimacy. You've got to be careful. I can almost safely say, if Pornhub... Fortnite and Taco Bell were going to be your love life, you guys are on the right path. And it's disgusting to say. Knock it off. I know where your eyes are going. I've been down that road. I've had to fess up to her about it. Looking at that trash. You guys got these phones and you look at that garbage. And you get this in expectations of what intimacy should be. Intimacy that the Lord designed was between one man, one woman, your wife. The wife. What was good about us, about saving our purity for our marriage, is it was like being starting over. It was awkward. For me, it was awkward. It was strange. It was different because I didn't have this hell-bound mindset of command and conquer. Instead, it was, this is my bride. How am I going to be intimate with her? I had to relearn it all over, and it was different. Quit looking at that garbage. You are polluting your minds and your hearts. You've got to stop. And I think a lot of it is the reason why this ministry with you guys lacks some traction. Because you know what you're doing. You know that it's wrong. And you feel guilty and you're not going to the Lord about it. And you've got to. You've got to get away from it. I had no idea that I was going to go down this full road. I've talked about how I was looking for a Proverbs 31 virtuous woman. Confess it. You can still have that woman. Don't sit there and think because your eyes have been to places and you've done things that you can't have the person that the Lord has for you. Are you going to trust Him with it? All right, Psalm 25, 4 through 5. Did I give that to somebody? Did I not have it on the sheet? Oh, fail. No, I didn't have it on there. All right. No, I got it on here. So, show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Wait for the Lord to bring you the person that he has intended for you, 
in order to serve him best. I cannot imagine my life doing ministry without my wife. I enjoy it. I thoroughly enjoy it. Camp, camp's been, camp this year was amazing. She had the opportunity to go to London. I think about our past. She was engaged to somebody else before we got married. Now, the engagement went on. She, that all changed. and It wasn't like we started dating while she was engaged because that's messed up. I had a buddy of mine that did that. That was kind of weird. But the Lord changed directions in her life and gave her clear discernment that this wasn't, gonna, this wasn't who he had for her, who the Lord had for her. I mean, I could. We and she still has, you know, social media contact. And this guy still, his his Lord, his God is sports, 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 sports. It was sports then. It's sports now. And some of you guys here are kind of into that too. Your sports can be your Lord. You got to be careful with that. Somebody have their hand up, or might or somebody must have just been messing with their hair. All right, that's somebody had a question. All right. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Who knows it by memory? Anybody got it by memory? You know it? You're mouthing it. What are you mouthing? With? Thanksgiving. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding. I love that part of the verse. That is applied to so many applications where the Lord has just made it clear this is what you got going on. I'm delivering you on this. This is your blessing. This is the delivery. And he backs up the truck and he dumps it. It's awesome. When you have that peace that passeth understanding in a situation that you had no control over, like who you're going to potentially date and marry, it's amazing. It's amazing. You've got to trust the Lord with these things. So I put Matthew 6, 8 on your, ver- on your sheet there. So be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask them. These are all things, all these verses, everything we're working toward. Be in the center of God's will. Get right with the Lord. You can get right with Him and get past anything that you're getting hung up on. So the last point, the long-term result. Selfish or selfless relationship. It is your choice. Go to Ruth chapter 2. Ruth chapter 2. So we're going to get back onto this list here. Everything we got up here. You ready? Is everything that you're looking for in somebody. Here we go. We've been married. We've been together for 16 years. A lot's changed in 16 years. We're going to start right there. 
the fat bad boy, the physical. <coughs> Weight <coughs> gain. You speak of yourself, correct? Of course. Yes. I, yeah. You come right on, answer. dude. Right yeah. You trying to get me in trouble? I'm dude, I'll beat you down. I don't care if you're a cop. <laughs> I'm on the same page. That's all. How you gonna deal with that one? You life. ladies that have babies, things change. All right, just saying. You gonna have kids someday? Is that? Your... Let's be honest, guys. How are you gonna deal with that? It's gonna happen. You get married. Where's your heart gonna be at? I'm telling you. You're. You start seeing it. I'm being honest. You laugh, but it's true. And what do these guys do? Especially guys that are traveling for business? These cats got black books in their in their phones. They got their hookups while they're out of town. And it's a fact. It happened with my buddy. He was an over-the-road truck driver. And he wrecked his truck. He had a heart attack. And my buddy had to go clean his truck out. And he found his contact book. His wife never got in his truck. He had shack-up joints all over the place while he was traveling in the United States. He had women he hooked up with. Things change. How are you going to deal with that? Are you going to trust the Lord with those things? Are you going to let Him tune your eyes? Tune your heart? Loyalty. That marker. Purity. We hit on it. What if you're what if you're in a relationship and there's an infidelity? Ultimately, all these things something happened along the lines that would cause you to get in to we're going beyond just what you're looking at on your phone. You actually you start flirting with somebody and the guy's funny, sense of humor, she's funny, sense of humor, flirty waitress at the restaurant, you leave your phone number on them on the receipt. You don't think these things happen? They happen, and they happen all the time. Social status, popularity, that whole thing changes when you get out of high school, and it changes when you get into, when you're, when you're getting older. What you got? I was going to go back to the loyalty, just to add something. Yeah. Um, was a part of, wisdom, wisdom that was imparted on me that I think is very valuable is that um, part of that is that Yep. in front of the other sex. Like, I do not speak poorly in front of my about my husband to other men. He did not speak poorly of me to other women because what it does is it sets Satan up to start weaving in feelings for the opposite sex who's listening to your problems and, oh, they're so understanding and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I learned that from somebody whose marriage was destroyed by that. Yeah. Um, and I remember that all the time. Because when you're frustrated with the other person, that does not give you a right it's I'm telling you and you're talking about loyalty and that loyalty winds up leading to betrayal 
betrayal. How many of you have ever been betrayed by somebody in here, whether it's a relationship or a friendship? Betrayal is one of the most awful feelings that you can have. Betrayal, depending on the severity of it, again, factor in marriage, factor in having a child or two in that situation. That's a hard one. You want to talk about having to push in all your chips on the Lord if you're going to salvage a marriage after an infidelity, disloyalty, you're talking a whole different ball game. It's scary, and I pray none of you ever wind up going through it. I'm thankful that we'll never go through it. But don't think for a second that you couldn't wind up doing something the Lord has built up your marriage. He's built up your relationship. You trusted Him with everything, and you throw it all away with the sin. It can be done. It happens. For the sake of time, listen, all these things, every single one of them, you have to wind up. These markers are garbage. <laughs> all this stuff has to wind up becoming self Lessness. I don't want to hear it since I did all caps. <laughs> Selflessness. You enter into the institution of marriage. You are taking every single selfish desire that you desired in somebody else, putting it together to try to make it work. To turn it into selflessness, you're taking the selfish desires of each of you and going, It's utopia, it's going to be great, we got such a great marriage, and this and that. Well, I don't know how to tell you this, but I walked in this work this morning and they told me that I'm out of a job. And I haven't had my resume updated in five years because I didn't need to. And you know, things have been tight. We've only got a couple thousand dollars in the bank, which will get us by for maybe a couple months, if that, for just paying the utilities. I don't know what we're going to do. How are you going to react to that? I put my wife through that several times. I think she's kind of used to it. Car wreck. Back. Lose your function in your lower legs. Talents. Gone. Like hiking? You ain't hiking no more. That was a couple. How are you gonna deal with that? Till death do you part? Will you? How important is this one when you get older? Your social status and your popularity better matter to your children. Goal oriented? Goals change. Have kids. That changes real fast. So how do you want this relationship to look? Ruth chapter 2. Ruth chapter 1 goes through the background of what Naomi, of who all Naomi and Ruth lost. And ultimately Ruth makes a decision that she's going to, she's going to follow her. She's going to, your God's going to be my God. So she has nothing. She has nothing left. She's like, what I got to lose? Time to go. So she does. Naomi had a kinsman of her husband, a mighty man of wealth, the family of 
Lemelech, and his name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him, in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. So they're picking. I mean, you know, they're, they're going out to pick food. I mean, that's pretty much what you did back then. You didn't go to work and drive your car and all that nonsense. You survived. Part of living was survival at that time. Not all the common, you know, the perks we have now. Lost my spot. Where was I at? Four. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. Kind of sets up what kind of personality the guy has and where his heart may be, right? And the servant, uh, or <laughs> then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? Who's, who's the chick? Who's that? Who's, who's that? I don't know. I've never seen her. Who's that? Physical. She catches his eye. She's obviously fair to look upon. So he's like, hmm, interesting. And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitess damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she, and she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued, even from the morning until now, that she tarried a little in the house. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. He automatically decides, I'm going to take care of her. He sees her, he's like, I like what I see. I'm going to earn a little favor here. And he automatically says, I'm going to take care of you. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do that they do reap, and go go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art, art when, when thou art athirst, go unto the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. He's saying, You free reign. This is their stuff, but you're welcome to it. This is for his workers. But you're welcome to it. Because she's essentially a beggar. He's saying, you're welcome to it. He's going to take care of her. Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes, that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how... Thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy nativity and art come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. He knows her reputation. He knows about her. He knows what she's about. Your testimony matters. Your testimony matters. The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. Her relationship with the Lord. She trusted him. He trusts the Lord as well. 
Do you see how this is all coming together? This is a picture of how the relationship formation should start in a sense. Trust the Lord, not Christian mingle. Are you praying about these matters or are you putting them in the secular trust? I'm thankful that I was able to put my trust in the Lord. It's my testimony. It's my wife's testimony. I'll close with this. And I have permission to read this. My wife wrote this letter. November 1st of 1997. I just turned 18. I had no clue she existed. I write this letter to you. This is a letter to me. I didn't know that. I write this letter to you having complete confidence that God intended us to be together since long before I can remember. I not only prayed that God would bring us together, but also that he would make you and me into the man and woman, husband and wife, father and mother, he first intended us to be. From this point on, I commit myself to serve God to the best of my ability, no matter what the consequences. No matter what the consequences. I ask you to also make this commitment. I am reminded of Bible verse Philippians 1.29. We are expected to be willing to suffer shame on Christ's behalf. In Acts 5.41 it tells that the apostles rejoiced to be counted worthy to suffer shame. That is powerful. I also ask of you as well as myself to live as the Bible says in Philippians 1.20-24. At the age of 17, this is my favorite passage. For close to a year now, it has developed such meaning. I have cried countless tears having this verse in mind. I pray that we will abide by this, realizing that no matter how much we want to be with Jesus in heaven, we are needed on this earth. This is a letter that she wrote to her future husband, having no idea who it would be. Please keep in mind that if God should so have it that my time on earth is through, my one desire has has taken place. There are no doubts in my mind that when I die, I will go to heaven. So for my sake, when I die, please do not grieve over this loss. I will be in a better place. I will have the opportunity to see you again when when you join me in eternity. When hard times come, we must remind each other that God will provide. He is Jehovah Jireh. Throughout Scripture, we are shown that God provides in every instance. I know He will do the same for us. There is one last passage of Scripture I'd like to point out before I, before I close my letter. Proverbs 13:12 was brought to my attention within the last eight months, and I have waited so, I've waited so long for you. I've saved myself for you and only you. I'm sure this is one of the happiest times of my life because the thing that I have hoped for has finally arrived. You. Thank you for all you have done and all that you will do. I love you with all my heart. Your wife, Megan Michelle. 17 years old. How is your relationship with the Lord this morning?
where are you at? Doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl. Where are you? Are you ready to, are you ready to write a letter like that to your future spouse? You can be. That's where your that's where your heart can be. Will your heart pursue the center of the Lord's will? Let's pray. Dear Lord, we come before you again. And, uh, and these things are critical. Lord, it's, I'm thankful. I've been redeemed. My wife has. We trust in you. Our story is your story. And it's a testimony. And it got to be put on display today for your glory. I pray that that would always be the case. I pray for any, anybody in this room. Maybe they are having troubles at home. Maybe they're not sure what the picture of a marriage should look like. Lord, you've put us all in here as leaders. With good marriages, we are resources to them. Lord, I pray that they would use us. They can reach out to us at any time. We can cry out to you and call on you. And we're here for them, Lord. You're using us in these manners. Lord, we're open to any questions for any of these folks in here. I'm thankful for the example of marriage. It was set by my grandparents. I would have had nothing. But I have you. And you've shown me the rest of the way and the way to come. You are the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by you. I'm so grateful for those for, for that verse, John 14, 6. So Lord, I pray for everybody in here that we would get right. We would get in the center of your will. We would pursue you daily, trusting you with all these things, especially the second biggest commitment that we'll make to somebody else, and that you would use us abundantly. Lord, we love you, and thank you for loving us first. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. Your high, guys. Wait, girls, you can go. Bye, ladies. Guys, wait a second. I meant that in a nice way. That's all her, dude. That's crazy. She boys, real yeah. Boys, real quick. Um, wondering if we like to group together maybe Tuesday night. I'm off Monday through Wednesday this week, so I have training. Does anybody want to look at wings Tuesday night? I don't like doing group chat, so I'm asking here in the flesh. Anybody want to go to BWI?